This is a 980 CKNW podcast. You are live with Get Connected. Mike Agarbo here in studio with Graham Williams. We've got a great show for you today. Later on, uh, we're going to help unconfuse you about back-to-school shopping for laptops. There's so many different uh, processors out there. Uh, and, you know, if, if you haven't kept up with it uh, over the past few years, uh, that can be confusing. We've got the folks from Intel on the line to give us the lowdown on how to choose the right processor and laptop for you. We'll also uh, be talking about how to save money when you're roaming down in the U.S. Roaming fees have crept up again with the carriers. Well, there's another solution. And if you stay tuned, we'll give you some answers on uh, how to save some bucks. Uh, let's look at some of the uh, tech news uh, this week, uh, Graham. Office 365. A lot of people use Microsoft Office. Uh, a lot of people are getting into the subscriptions now. I thought this was interesting. Uh, one of the better deals out there was uh, the Office 365 uh, for home. Yeah. And that was, uh, you know, in Canada here, uh, either $109 per year or $11 per month. And what I found appealing about that is that you got five user licenses for it. Yeah. And with each user, they could have, I believe, five devices. That's right. Right, like a, a phone, a laptop, a desktop, maybe a tablet. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's changed now. It is, yeah. So basically, they've unlocked this, and they're going with unlimited device licenses for people. So you, as an individual user, if you have a phone and a tablet, and say, for example, a home laptop, a laptop that you use maybe while you're on the go, a desktop, uh, you've hit that limit. I know that I've hit it in the past. Um, you know, Having multiple devices that I use when I travel around uh, can, be, can be challenging. So they're unlocking that device limit. And on top of that, they're also giving you one extra member for your family. So if your family uh, was, uh, you know, a five-person family before, that was fine. But if you had a six-person in your family, you had to buy another license. So by adding this in, there's even more value there. Um, I'm actually, I mean, I'm not the biggest fan of Microsoft on the planet, but their office suite, they've done some really, really great stuff with over the course of the last few years. It's the product that I'm actually the happiest with. And I do have a, a home subscription for, um, you know, my parents, myself and my, my, my family. So it's a, it's a really great way of going about it. Yeah. So that comes with Word, Excel, PowerPoint, uh, Note, Publisher. I don't know how many people use that. <laughs> Access. Again, I don't know how many people would use that. And Outlook. Uh, but the big thing, too, is it comes with a lot of cloud storage, which I think is a great value. One terabyte of cloud storage for each user. And I've actually started using OneDrive quite a bit more. And I, that- I'm using it all the time now because I was using Dropbox and uh, I didn't have enough storage. They wanted me to start paying, but I have an Office 365 subscription. I thought... Why not use that? One terabyte. That's a lot. And it's, it's actually really nicely integrated into their apps. Uh, I've used the um, Apple Files uh, app on the iPad, and it ties in really nicely to Google Drive, ties in really nicely to uh, iCloud. It's not as elegant with OneDrive, so actually being able to use the OneDrive app directly is is quite handy. So this, to me, is sort of a, it's a net win. Right? You get more devices, you get one more person. Uh, nice move, Microsoft. Well done. Also in the news this week, we got to talk about this. Air Canada... Uh, alerted its users to a huge, uh, I guess, data breach. I actually got an email uh, the other morning saying, hey, get in there and change your password now. Yeah, so there are only 20,000 people that we know of currently that were affected. Over 2 million... Apparently me. <laughs> well, well, 2 million users got the email saying... Oh, okay, everyone did. Change your password, which I, I got the same email as well, both my work email and my personal email. Um, so if you received one of those two emails, which either said you've been affected or uh, you need to change your password, uh, this is affecting a lot of Canadians. 
The big one here that people are kind of a little freaked out about is your passport number uh, was possibly exposed. Ah! Um, that's actually less of a concern. Believe it or not. Is it why? Well, the passport number is actually not the most secure thing on the planet. It's uh, it's probably the least important element of your passport because right now that passport number is kind of useless without the actual physical document. This is not to say that if you were affected, you shouldn't uh, take a look into like LifeLock or just making sure that your uh, your identity is protected. But with the new RFID passport, uh, passports, um, just the passport number is actually less important than it used to be. You need to have the whole document and forging, to get anywhere. And forging that whole thing can be a uh, be a be a challenge. So um, the the passport number being out there in the open is less concerning than, say, for example, your social insurance number, which that was not exposed here because that's not attached to your Canada account. Um, But uh, the information in general being exposed, disappointing that Air Canada wasn't encrypting this data. Um, they were encrypting other stuff like your credit card numbers and that kind of thing. Um, so why this went unencrypted is a challenge. Uh, they should be looking at that. Should, but. should there be standards for these companies that are, that have our personal information? It doesn't seem like there is. Like they didn't encrypt this information. Like shouldn't that be encrypted? And, well, that's the thing. There is there there are standards for a lot of this type of information. What um, about laws or and. You know, so we have a law in Canada called PIPEDA, um, which is a privacy act. And in conjunction with that, there's also another law that uh, specifies that customer information, when it's transferred from point to point, has to be encrypted. Um, the challenge here is that this information wasn't being transferred in b- between entities in the company. It was basically on a central server. So it wasn't required for this to be encrypted at the time. Should there be? Yes. I think the privacy uh, ombudsman and the privacy commissioners need to come together and uh, make sure that we actually have a set of laws that protect Canadian information information, protect Canadian privacy. We're not going far enough right now. And yes, it's going to put more of a burden on business. But guess what, guys? If you're going to hold on to our information, you've got to protect it. And if you don't, yeah, you should like, be held liable. Like it's, if I had a store yeah. and I had all my customers' credit card information in like a filing cabinet and uh, I didn't have a lock on my back door or a good lock yeah. security system. You, sh- you should get busted if that stuff is stolen. Right. So I, I agree with you wholeheartedly there. So Air Canada and all the other companies out there, we're looking at you. Encrypt your stuff. Government of Canada, make them. Well, how do you feel about their response? Did they act in a timely fashion? From what we understand, yes. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they notified people right away, and uh, you know they're obviously taking additional steps. There have been a number of companies that have, pri- have had privacy breaches. Um, you know, I did some work with a company not too far back where my personal information was on a laptop, and that laptop was stolen. And so this company actually provided me with uh, a full year of actually was three years of identity protection and credit monitoring. So that was kind of cool. Um, I mean, would have been cooler to not have my information stolen. But, probably, uh, probably. But I mean, this actually points out that we do need to have this data encrypted, even if it is on local systems. So this is really the, the, the next step is taking this encryption effort even further. Also in tech news here on Get Connected, Sonos, one of the leaders in multi-room audio. They've got fantastic speakers uh, and amplifiers. Uh, they've come out with a new amplifier. And this is interesting. Uh, if you're not familiar with Sonos, uh, they've got all sorts of speakers and amps. You can hook up to speakers uh, or your home stereo system to have music in every room. They've been out for around 10 years now. I still have original equipment from them 10 years ago, and it's still working flawlessly and amazingly with all the new updates they're doing to the apps. They've got a new uh, Sonos amp. Yes. Tell our listeners about this. This thing is the holy grail for Sonos users out there. If you are, if you have a Sonos system and you've looked at it and said, well, you know, I want to use a custom-made soundbar in the front, but I want wireless speakers in the back, or I want to have a good-looking, high-powered amp that I can run outdoor speakers with, or I want to be able to uh, use HDMI audio return channel, or I want to have AirPlay, this thing actually does it all. It's not cheap. 
right? This is a $799 amp. Is that Canadian or US? That's Canadian. Okay. Right. 599 US. And uh, it's n- it's not inexpensive, but this is actually at 125 watts a channel. This is a dream piece for anybody who has a Sonos system. And they're, they're aiming this at people who have more complex audio needs, right? You've got like a whole home audio system. Uh, and you, or it's, they're also aiming this at uh, home integrators. You know, I used to work with a company called Pure Image in Vancouver, and they would install 16, 20, 32 of these zones in a, in, in a house. Some of these places are, you know, West Van and whatnot. They're massive. And this was kind of the device that a lot of the times we wished existed. Um, and now it does. So this is a, an absolutely incredible piece of technology. Really, really cool. Um, I'm really excited to get my hands on one because I've actually got uh, two zones left that I wanted to fill out in my place. And this is the ideal piece. So really, really stoked that Sonos has put this together. It's been the one that we've been kind of waiting for for a while. Um, you can absolutely build a uh, an extended or a uh, whole home audio system that's cheaper. But I mean, think you're going to have a hard time doing it with the quality like this. So Sonos Amp, stoked for it. Still lots more to talk about here on Get Connected. When we come back, how can you save money when you're roaming in the U.S. with your smartphone? We have got the details for you. Also later on the program, uh, we'll be talking with the TEDx folks about uh, the TEDx event coming to Vancouver and how you can win some tickets to that. And don't forget to go to our website, getconnectedmedia.com. We're also giving away a BlackBerry Key 2 smartphone. This thing is beautiful. It's got a great... Android operating system, beautiful screen, fantastic camera, and that beautiful BlackBerry physical keyboard. Again, if you want to enter to win that, getconnectedmedia.com. You're listening to Get Connected, brought to you by our friends at London Drugs here in the Chorus Radio Network. Back after this. You are back with Get Connected. Mike Agarbo here in studio. We've got a great contest happening this week. We're giving away a BlackBerry Key 2 smartphone. This is uh, the latest smartphone phone from BlackBerry. It runs the Android operating system, so it's going to work with the millions of apps out there. But it's got that great BlackBerry keyboard, uh, the physical keyboard. To enter, hit our contest page, getconnectedmedia.com. Again, the website, getconnectedmedia.com, your chance to win a BlackBerry Key 2 smartphone. Well, I know a lot of folks uh, travel down to the U.S. and have probably got that sticker shock uh, when you got your cell bill at the end of the month, the roaming fees. Over the past couple of years, the carriers have tried to make it uh, a little more affordable, but those prices have crept up again. There is a solution. We've uh, talked with these folks before, but they've uh, got a great way to save uh, all smartphone users money when they do travel. On the line, we've uh, got uh, our friend Matthew Lytle from roammobility.com. Thanks for joining us, Matthew. Hey, Mike. Thanks for having me. I wanted to get you on the phone again. We haven't had you guys on for a while, uh, but I've been getting a lot of calls and emails about this. How can people save money when they're traveling down to the U.S. with their smartphones? Uh, like I said, uh, Rogers, uh, Telus, and Bell, they came out with some better roaming plans uh, back a couple years ago, but those prices have gone through the roof again. Tell us, uh, uh, again, what you guys offer. Yeah, so what we offer is a USA travel sim. And basically that gives travelers access to our cellular network in the States. And with that, what they can do, save on roaming fees anytime they travel. So how it works, the, the service, really easy. Once you have our SIM, you just activate it online. Then when you travel, top up with any of our unlimited U.S. roaming plans, which are available by the day or month, uh, and start as low as $2.95 per day. That's pretty cheap. Uh, $2.95 per day. Uh, what, is, what does that get you? Yeah, so our plans, are, are, our service was designed for travelers. 
So we structured our, our plans around what travelers want. That plan is actually an unlimited messaging plan um, because that's all some people need. But we also offer a number of other plans. Uh, we offer uh, unlimited talk, text, and data plan, which goes for four ninety five for people that are spending longer periods of time down south. We also have some really great plans for snowbirds and other travelers, uh, you know, planning longer stays. Let's just quickly talk about uh, the the messaging plan. Uh, obviously, that would be text messaging. Would that also include things like WhatsApp and Facebook Messenger? Yeah, exactly. So you can use your typical messaging apps that that require a little bit of data in addition to your standard SMS text messaging. And so if you're using those other messaging apps like WhatsApp and and, uh, Facebook Messenger, uh, is that just basically like kind of text messaging? Could you do videos and and, uh, pictures with that as well? For for picture messaging and things like that, we definitely recommend going with one of our higher tier plans just because you're going to get faster data and a better connection. Um, So the text-only plan is really meant strictly for more messaging. Cool. So let's talk about that uh, text uh, call and and data plan. You said $4.95 uh, a day. Uh, What kind of speeds can people expect uh, for the data? Yeah, so our uh, network supports 4G LTE data speeds in most areas. So as long as your device supports LTE, you should be able to get high-speed data in most places where you use our service. And what's the coverage down in the U.S. like? Yeah, our, our coverage is great. Um, our network covers most of the USA, including Hawaii and Puerto Rico. Uh, if you'd like to check uh, if we have coverage at your travel destination, really easy to do. You just have to go onto our website. We have a really easy-to-use interactive coverage map there you can check out. So let's uh, just break this down for listeners again. Uh, if they want to get uh, a U.S. travel sim from you folks, uh, where would they get it? Yeah, so our sims are available online uh, at roamability.com, and that's with free shipping. Uh, we also have them available at retail stores like Staples across the country. And so they purchase one of these sims. Uh, does, does the sim come in different sizes as well? Because uh, sim cards, uh, you know, they've got like nano sims now and micro sims. Yeah, and we've, we've taken the guesswork out of it, really. Uh, our SIM is a three-in-one, so it actually includes adapters to work with any SIM size. Uh, and from what I also understand, uh, the phone uh, that you're going to be using has to be unlocked as well, right? Yes, that is correct, uh, and I'm glad you brought that up because it's a question we get asked a lot. Um, so basically, unlocking allows you to use your device with a provider that isn't your home carrier, so you do need to have an unlocked phone to use our service. But good news, it's easier than ever before. Um, Back in December of 2017, the CRTC um, actually changed the rules. So cell phones sold in Canada now have to be pre-unlocked or unlocked upon request when you contact your carrier. So great news for consumers because it gives them a lot more freedom. It also makes it easier to use services like Real Mobility. Very cool. So uh, again, they purchase the SIM either directly from your website, roamability.com, or they go down to uh, uh, one of the, the stores that you guys have. And I understand you can find those uh, uh, locations uh, through uh, the website. Uh, they put the SIM card uh, in the phone, and then uh, they have to activate uh, or, or select a plan online, right? Exactly. So once you have the SIM, you activate it. It's a one-time process, and the SIM card is reusable. And then before you travel each time, Uh, What you do, you go online, you can actually pre-schedule your plan. Um, So you just schedule the plan you want. And then when you cross the border, insert the SIM and you should be connected instantly. Uh, You also mentioned uh, snowboards snowboards earlier. What what kind of plans do you have for those folks? Yes, we offer some really great uh, snowboard plans or 
uh, longer-term plans geared for snowbirds and have a couple different options available based, again, on kind of what feedback we've had from them. Some of them really, you know, heavy users of data, so we have a great plan with a lot of data for them. Uh, we also have a really uh, more basic talk-text-only plan, which is great as well. And uh, that includes all of the unlimited talk-text, free calls back to Canada, and all that good stuff. Uh, and that's important when you get the, the calling plans. Um, you know, if they're down in the States, I know a lot of uh, friends, they go down to Florida for a few months. Um, the calling, whether they're calling in the U.S. or back to Canada, it's all included in that price, right? Exactly, yeah. So our, our, all of our plans with talk include unlimited nationwide U.S. calling uh, and unlimited uh, calls back home to Canada. Very cool. We're talking with Matthew Lytle from Rome Mobility. Uh, again, Matthew, where can people get uh, the Sims and uh, how much? Sims are nine ninety five retail, and easiest way to to get a Sim, go to our website because you can buy it direct online there, or look up the closest retail store to you. Very cool. Thanks for joining us today. Thanks, Mike. When we come back from the break, we still have a lot more tech to talk. Have you ever wondered uh, about your digital assistant and the different languages it speaks? What languages are available? Well, we've got the lowdown on that. And uh, we'll be talking with the folks uh, over at Intel about how to choose the right laptop for back to school, what all the different processors mean. I I know it's confusing sometimes. We're going to break that down for you. Don't forget to hit our website. Uh, We're giving away a BlackBerry Key 2 smartphone. This is a fantastic smartphone from the BlackBerry folks. It runs Android. It's got a beautiful screen and that great little BlackBerry keyboard as well. If you want to enter, getconnectedmedia.com. You're listening to Get Connected, brought to you by London Drugs here in the Chorus Radio Network. Back after this. You are back with Get Connected. We talk a lot about digital assistants now, the Google Home and also the Amazon Echo devices with the Amazon Alexa voice assistant. Well, uh, you might not know that uh, Alexa is still not available in French here in Canada. Google, when uh, they rolled out uh, back, I think, last year, uh, had both English and French. Amazon is still yet to uh, include that feature. On the line to uh, help us understand what's going on, we've uh, got our friend uh, Brian Jackson from IT World Canada. Thanks for joining us, Brian. Hey, always glad to join you, Mike. Uh, So interesting. um, Obviously, we're a bilingual country officially, and uh, typically uh, companies, when they're rolling out products, have to have it available in English and French. But apparently, uh, Amazon is still uh, trying to get that going. What's happening? Yeah, so just to remind everybody of the timeline with these smart speakers, last year, 2017, we saw Google Home uh, launch to Canada in the springtime in June, and then Amazon came to the market with its Alexa speaker, which is actually a bit more famous, I think, still because of how long it's been available in the United States. But, of course, we could only buy it in the Canadian market since November 2017. So what Google launched, they were able to launch right away with uh, French-Canadian language support. And uh, I think that sort of put the pressure on Amazon, just speculating there. But uh, perhaps Amazon wasn't was maybe waiting to have that support for a nationwide launch. I'm not sure. But anyway, they decided to launch in November and uh, went with just Canadian English support. So the effect of this is that you can't buy uh, any Amazon Echo products off the shelf in Quebec right now. Uh, Because the way the laws work is you can sell, like you can sell Alexa uh, products in Quebec legally, but 
because they don't ship with French language packaging, that's where the laws prevent it from being on the shelf. So uh, right now, while Best Buy, for example, doesn't sell Alexa on, on its shelves in Quebec or even online, uh, you can't ship it to Quebec, you can buy Alexa from Amazon and, and get the um, Echo device shipped to you in Quebec and then use the um, English language if you want to. So that's the state of affairs right now, but um, Amazon tells me that they plan to launch uh, a French language support for Canada very soon, which follows um, their French language support coming to France. Well, it's interesting. It was an interesting article. Uh, I don't speak French myself, but uh, your article was interesting because uh, you talked, uh, you know, how that uh, they have launched uh, French in France, but uh, you know, as uh, many of us know, it's not really the same as uh, you know Quebecois, and uh, you know they're they're still struggling to, uh, I guess, get that accent right for for Alexa. Yeah, I I don't speak French either. I mean, I have my Canadian grade school um, <laughs> background, but of course, living in Toronto, that's just not a situation that I'm put placed in very often. But I spoke with Guillaume Dufour, and he's the founder of Alexa Quebec, so he's a French mother tongue lang- uh, language speaker, and uh, he was saying, you know, as an as an Alexa enthusiast, of course, he's had uh, an Echo device in his home for a long time now, but uh, he tried the French language from France uh, country setting, and he found it less usable even than using English and speaking to it with a language that he's not totally comfortable with. He said that, like, even doing something as simple as setting a timer just wasn't possible because his accent is so different from a Parisian French accent. So really having, uh, you might, uh, a lot of people might think that you launch to French language and then um, anybody can use that, including people in Quebec, but that's not the case. You have to regionalize it and have that specific dialect supported. Talking with Brian Jackson from IT World Canada about uh, Amazon Echo with Alexa Voice Assistant coming soon, well, hopefully soon uh, for French here in Canada. Thanks for joining us, Brian. Yeah, thanks for having me. Au revoir. Au revoir. That was Brian Jackson. We've got a lot more tech to talk here on Get Connected. You're listening to Get Connected, brought to you by London Drugs here in the Chorus Radio Network. Back after this. You are back with Get Connected. Mike Eggerbo here in studio. Don't forget to visit our contest page, giving away a BlackBerry Key 2 Android smartphone running uh, the Android operating system so it works with all uh, your apps out there and it's got that great little BlackBerry physical keyboard as well. If you want to enter to win, hit our contest page at getconnectedmedia.com. Well, I know uh, lots of uh, kids uh, and uh, students going back to school. Of course, uh, we need uh, devices to uh, do our work, homework. On the line, we've got uh, uh, someone to help us uh, understand uh, what to look for. Uh, we've got uh, Lisa, Lisa McManus uh, on the line from Intel. Thanks for joining us. No, my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Uh, I, I think for some people, when they go into some of these, uh, you know, these big box stores uh, looking for a laptop or, or some type of device, uh, you know, for their uh, their kids, uh, it can get a little confusing to, sometimes. There's like literally, you know, a couple dozen laptops or desktops uh, sitting there. Uh, just wanted to talk about uh, maybe some tips 
Uh, and then maybe some specific laptops as well that uh, you might uh, recommend. But, uh, you know, what are some general things that people should look for when, uh, you know, they are looking for a device, uh, you know, for themselves or, or their kids? Yeah, I think the most important thing about a device is really making sure that you think about what you're going to be using it for. So, you know, for example, if it's going to be a device that the whole family is going to be using and it's going to be in a fixed location, there's a lot of important features like potentially touch that are easier for younger family members to utilize. Uh, so, you know, for sort of family-friendly family friendly devices like an all-in-one. Um, the other thing to look for, uh, and I think, again, depending on use, is what processors do you need? You know, Intel's we're now in our eighth generation of amazing processors, but it's really important to make sure you're buying for your use once again, right? What are you going to be utilizing it for? Is it going to be, um, you know, surfing and just doing email and Facebook, or are you going to have a little more complex uses? Is it going to be content creation? Are you going to be doing a lot of video editing or using software packages that use a lot of power? Um, so I think they're sort of the things you really need to think about, right? Who's using it and what will you be using it for? And what are the things you need to worry about most? Is it processing or speed or connectivity type of activities? Does that make sense? Uh, it makes a lot of sense. Uh, let's talk about the processors. Uh, I mean, you guys, uh, one of the leaders out there, you know, most laptops, uh, desktops are, are powered by Intel processors. Uh, you know, when people look at the, uh, you know, the specs uh, on the different devices when they're in the stores or online, you know, they're seeing things like i5s and i7s. Uh, you know, what's the difference between them and, and you know, what, what are those different ones good for? Absolutely. So there are, you know, many series in our lineups. On the, on the notebook, or, um, uh, notebook side, you have basically our U-series devices. So U-series is sort of like our thin and light and our mainstream type of devices so that the majority of the folks would use this type of CPU. So you would have an i7, which has, you know, an i7 is sort of our big power device, so much more complex um, computing abilities. Then you have your Core i5, um, which is sort of our mainstream and a really go great go-to choice for Core i5 for 8th Gen, and then the Core i3 devices. Um, in the ultra-thin and light and portable detachable type devices, you'd look for a Y-series uh, type of, of computer. And then in the high-use, sort of the gaming enthusiast type use, you'll see the H-series. So generally, you're going to have an i3, i5, i7, and we've just late, lately introduced this year for mobile devices or laptops, an i9. And then in the desktop, we sort of have the same kind of groups, right? A K-series is for like hardcore gamers, elite gaming towers, then we have a standard series, which is sort of the mainstream in gaming type towers, and then a T-series, which is sort of for an all-in-one device. So that, in a nutshell, is sort of the, the core family. And then we also have the Pentium and Celeron devices, which are, you know, generally utilized in a Chromebook type of a device or a, um, a, a, a lighter use device, I would say. Uh, so, you know, when we're looking at like i3, i5, i7, i9, uh, as you go up the numbers there, basically they're getting more powerful as you go up? That's right. Mm -hmm. So they have, they tend to be um, higher wattage and, and more powerful. So more cores, you know, you'd start potentially at a two core and an i3 and then go up to a four core type of CPU and i5 and i7. And the cores just really um, relate to, it, what it does is the more cores, it permits more um, simultaneous execution of uh, instructions that are required by software packages. So the more complex your package, like if you're using, for example, Adobe Photoshop, you'd want a little bit of a more robust computer. So that's really the step up from an i3, i5, i7, and an i9. 
So if someone was just, uh, you know, like a student, just kind of doing the basics, uh, you know, running Office 365, word processing, uh, mm-hmm. email and stuff like that, what would be a, a generally good processor or laptop to go, go for? Yeah, I always recommend that you really look at uh, Core i5 as sort of your, your go-to selection. So, you know, if you get a device with a Core i5, 8th generation CPU, 8 gigabyte um, DRAM, and 1 terabyte hard drive, you've got a really solid solution for the majority of type of, you know, uh, devices that a student or activities that a student would use. So I think that would be, you know, step one is always buy a little bit more than you may need today because tomorrow you may have a new software package that needs a little more power. So, but a Core i5 is a really solid starting point and I'd say a go-to to make sure you're sort of future-proofing your purchase. Well, it'll make the laptop uh, last longer uh, as well, right? Right, exactly. You just, you know, you just buy, say, for example, today you may be utilizing a Pentium device and you're you're sort of looking, your child's now going into maybe a higher level education, more complex and more more use on actual, you know, software packages versus in the past. So you want to make sure you're sort of setting them up for either high school or the next step university. So definitely um, getting them ready for the next step in life is always a great idea. Very cool. Any specific laptops you can recommend? Yeah, you know, we've got a great lineup. And as I mentioned, the Core i5 8 gig one tear is a solid solid solution. And, you know, HP, for example, has a couple devices, and one of them, HP 14-inch laptop, has our new Optane, so Intel Optane memory, which basically speeds up your hard drive so that you get SSD-like speeds, but it's a great solution. They also have an HP 360 Pavilion, which is a two-in-one device, which means you can use it in different modes, like a tent mode, like a presentation mode. We're talking with Lisa McManus over at Intel about uh, what to look for in your back-to-school laptop. Where can people find out more information, uh, Lisa? Yeah, so if you go to intel.ca, you can get a little more information in our product lineup, and that being Intel processors, and a little bit more about the Intel Octane memory. And then all our retail partners in Canada, you can simply go in and search, and you can search on a Core i5 and get a great lineup of products that will suit your needs for back-to-school. Thanks for joining us, Lisa. Okay, thank you so much for having me, Mike. I appreciate it. When we come back from the break, more tech to talk. We'll also be chatting uh, with uh, Christopher Bennett uh, about TEDx coming to Vancouver September 8th. Giving away a couple tickets. You'll want to stay tuned to find out how to win them. You're listening to Get Connected, brought to you by London Drugs here on the Chorus Radio Network. Back after this. Well, an exciting event is coming back to Vancouver September 8th. TEDx Vancouver. You'll want to check it out uh, to get some more info on what's happening. We've got Christopher Bennett on the line. He's the executive producer and co-founder. Thanks for joining us, Christopher. Hey, Mike. Thank you so much for having us on today. We really appreciate it. Tell our listeners what TEDx is all about and what they can expect. You know, TEDx started about 10 years ago. Uh, We were one of the very first in the world to do this, uh, to get a license from TED. Uh, the main stage, as we like to call it, a world-famous brand. And the idea was cities all over the world could try to put some of the most important ideas and influential speakers on their own stage that in turn feed TED.com and allow those ideas that, that originate right here in, in Vancouver or wherever they might be to, to have global appeal and interest. And it's really a platform of ideas we're sharing from some of Vancouver's most important and, and, and Canada's most important uh, influencers and thought leaders. 
Talking with Christopher Bennett, uh, executive producer and co-founder of TEDx Vancouver. Event happening September 8th. Uh, the venue is the Chance Center for the Performing Arts at UBC. Uh, what happens at the event? Uh, buy a ticket. What are what are people going to see? You know, this year we're doing. You know, we, we we're doing more and more than ever before. It's our 10 year anniversary, so we've created an experience that beyond just a full day program that that includes a really great lunch for every ticket holder. Um, you know, 20 speakers. We're going to give them an opportunity to meet those speakers afterwards at our official meet and greet experience and book signing event. And then from there, they go into our after party with, uh, we've got a, a, a DJ school and some surprise, incredible musical guests that are going to be there. And you get to uh, hang out and party and get to know these speakers beyond just their book signing and the meet and greet. Uh, and so from stage right through to, you know, the, the, the dance floor, it's a really cool experience that people would get, and it'll take them from, from 9 a.m. when we start sharp, probably till 9 p.m. and on to the night. So it's going to be a packed fun day. Who are some of the speakers coming? Uh, we've got an amazing lineup. If you go to TEDxVancouver.com, you can see them all. Uh, you know, former CNN and Al Jazeera journalist Mohammed Fahmy will be delivering, delivering a, a TED Talk that I think is going to light people up. It's incredible. Um, you know, we've got Riaz Megji from Breakfast Television, who's, I just saw his uh, run through the other day, and I went, oh, my God, what an incredible talk. He's there, uh, the first female prime minister, the 19th prime minister of Canada. Kim Campbell is going to be there. Um, we've got marketing icon and legend around the world, Frank Palmer, is going to be with us. Um, and, you know, we've got a host of, of scientists and authors. Claudia Casper, you know, won the Philip K. Dick Prize um, two years ago. A huge feat for, for a, a female and a Canadian in the science fiction writing community. She's going to be there. The list goes on. You can catch them all there, but it's, it's easily our best program we've ever put forward. Christopher, uh, how can people get tickets? How much are they? Where can they uh, purchase them? Well, uh, two of your lucky uh, listeners, I think we're giving two away with you guys, and uh, we've got a special promo code that you can add, uh, you can give them. I think those details are have been sent your way, and uh, if they want to check it out, we're actually in the middle right now of a massive 48-hour sale uh, that's going to close at uh, midnight on Friday. It's a really small, tight window. You get your chance to go in and get 20% off, only $79 for a ticket. They normally go for $100 or more. Um, this includes everything, so it's an awesome deal that we're doing just for a short term. Uh, we've had a sponsor come in and help offset that cost for some lucky people. So definitely get them. It always sells out every single year. There's definitely still a couple hundred seats left, and uh, if you want them, this is definitely the time to go get them. Christopher Bennett, he's with TEDx Vancouver, executive producer and co-founder. They've got a fantastic lineup uh, this year. You can get your tickets at TEDxVancouver.com. And like Christopher said, we are going to be giving away a couple tickets to our lucky listeners. You can get more information on that at GetConnectedMedia.com. Thanks for joining us, Christopher, and good luck with the show. Hey, thanks, and I'll look forward to seeing you there, Mike. I hope you're going to be on stage for us next year, man. You're on my hit list. <laughs> I don't know if I'm as cool as some of the speakers you have there, but uh, I'll, I'll think about it. Oh, you, 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 you'd hold up just fine, my friend. Thank you for having <laughs> us on the show. That's all the time we have left here for Get Connected. Mike Agarbo and Graham Williams signing off. We'll see you again next time.
You've been listening to a 980 CKNW podcast. Listen live at cknw.com, the Radio Player Canada app, TuneIn, Amazon Alexa, HD Radio at 101.1 FM HD2, and on the AM dial, 980 CKNW.